Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Well, we welcome you to another episode. Last uh, last time was our 25th episode, so this will be our 26th episode. And uh, quite honestly, uh, we're, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to dub that 25th a bust. That was a podcast bust. But we still appreciate you tuning in and still listening. I mean, we, we still have listeners, even though we typically uh, brought uh, a, a podcast about nothing. It was about the Crystal Calamity. And by the way, uh, we'll just go ahead and say that Crystal is sponsoring this podcast, this episode of the podcast, because they are so great. They are so great. What is the motto of Crystal? We love Grace Baptist. (laughs) Okay. And there you go. Brought to you by our sponsor, Crystal. We love Grace Baptist. (laughs) All right. But guys, seriously, we've got to spend some time answering biblical questions because that's what our listening audience tunes in for. And uh, so we've got some questions today. I I want to start with one that it seems kind of simple uh, in just on the onset of the question, but it's really more complex because it really ties. Well, I'll talk about what it ties to. Let me read the passage and then let me read um, uh, the question. So here's the passage from Matthew 24, 34. And it says, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. And the question is, that generation passed away. I mean, just a simple question. Uh, you, you know, with a bunch of well, it's a simple statement with a bunch of question marks. Um, now, before we dive into the nature and really what makes this question more complex than it seems on the surface, uh, set this up, brother Michael. What's going on in this passage of scripture? Well, they're wanting to know when Jesus is coming. They're wanting to know things to look for. That's that's what they're asking. Jesus. And I believe that starts in the beginning of Matthew chapter 24. So let me read Matthew chapter 24 verses 1 through 2. It says, when Jesus left the temple, he was going away and the disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple. But he answered them, you see all these, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left one here stone upon the other that will not be thrown down. I'm just going to keep reading. And he sat on the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came to him privately, saying, When will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the close of the age? And so basically from there, Jesus goes on and says, Hey, these are going to be things that you see before it happens. So he lists a couple of things. He says that you're going to see the destruction of the temple. There's going to be wars. There's going to be false prophets. You're going to see the abomination of desolation at the temple. You're going to see false Christs and false signs. Um, Towards the end of the chapter, he says you're going to see the sun be darkened. You're going to see the stars. Not give light anymore. And then he says, but but what you're going to look for me is that I'm coming in the clouds. Some people are going to be saying, listen, the Christ is here. The Christ is there. I'm coming in the clouds. And then the most interesting thing that I think he says is that this, Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, in this gospel, the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout all of the world, the testimony of all nations, and then the end will come. 
So he's giving them what's going to happen. Now, the confusing part is that Jesus' statement says, all of these things will happen, and then the end will come. That That's the confusing part for well, me. So that's a, a great tee-up for that. And uh, again, I want to remind our listening audience, especially uh, if, if there's anyone listening that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. The, the, the bottom line is this, that Jesus Christ, God in human skin, who came, born into his own creation more than 2,000 years ago, died on an old rugged cross, was buried, got up from the dead on the third day. It's in that death, burial, and resurrection we find the power of salvation. That's what Paul says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, that, the, that he's not ashamed of the gospel because the death, burial, and resurrection, which is the gospel, is the power of God for somebody to be saved. So that's how a person enters into a relationship with God, has their sins forgiven, and therefore is reconciled back to a holy God. So that's first and foremost. This is why Jesus came the first time. But what we also want to remind that this is what you have teed up is the fact that Jesus is coming a second time. Mm -hmm. He's coming again. And this time, the first time he came, he came to save the world. The next time he comes, he's coming to judge the world. Now, that's good preaching. Yeah, I'll get ready to hammer down. The Lion but, of Judah. Lion so of he, Judah. He's, he's coming again. And, you know, obviously the disciples then, okay, understood that clearly. Throughout the, the Bible, Paul uh, in First Thessalonians, uh, John later writes about Revelation, who, who gives us a glimpse of what things look like when it's all said and done. But Jesus is, is coming again. His disciples were asking the question, right, when, when are you coming? It's a logical question. And Jesus begins to unfold dialogue that you've already mentioned. And, and what I call birth pains. There's going to be some birth pains of, of society and culture before he comes. And then Jesus is going to come. When he comes back, this is what's going to happen. He's coming back again to judge the world, and then he's going to set up what's known as a millennial kingdom, a, a thousand-year reign, literal Christ, Jesus Christ, who is king of kings, but he'll be a literal king of planet Earth for a thousand years. And, and then from that point, we move into uh, e eternal lordship and kingship, but we don't have time to unfold the whole book of Revelation. But this is what's happening, and people are intrigued by um, the, the, the idea of Jesus returning. So that's what really precipitates the question. But the, 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 the listener who wrote this was confused because in this, Jesus is unfolding all of these things that's going to take place before the end, before his return, okay? But he makes the statement in Matthew 24, also in Luke chapter 21, verse 32, and Mark chapter 13, verse 30, the same statement is recorded, all right? And he says, this generation will not pass away until these things take place. So the question becomes, what did he mean by that generation? Because as the listener unfolded for us in, in, in the statement slash question, that generation did take place. So it is a might bit confusing. And this is why I think it unfolds a... Uh, a deeper insight to the Word of God because there are things that we read in the Bible that we have to do more than read. 
Now, the Bible is a living word. It's living and active, as the writer of Hebrews says. So it speaks to our life. And the Holy Spirit, when a person gets saved and the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our life, gives us light to illuminate his word. So it helps, you know, guide us in the truth. And the Bible is the truth. So with all that being said, though, I challenge our people. And Brother David, you can weigh in on this. We're going to take a, a quick break. I'm, I'm going to leave you with this statement, though. But I challenge people, all of our people, our staff, our church, and, and, and you listening, that we have to do more than just read the Word. We have to begin to study, because there are some things in the Bible, I don't know if y'all have ever encountered this, but there are some things that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Have y'all ever read something that doesn't make sense in the Bible? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in order to get clarity on that, not only does the Holy Spirit illuminate it for us, but we have to study. We've got to go beyond just the, the surface of what something says so that we can absolutely uh, get a clear meaning and how that applies to our life today. Let's take a break. And then let's talk more about this question and this generation. Hey, listening audience, I want to come before you and tell you about a great opportunity for your child. You've been hearing about Grace Baptist Academy. If you live in our area, you know about Grace Baptist Academy and already the reputation that uh, it is unfolded in the community with its excellence of education and uh, great biblical sound uh, biblical principles that are instituted as the un, you know, as the foundation of learning. So I want to come and tell you and let you know that registration is about to begin. Now we're going to be enrolling our plan for Grace Baptist Academy is to add a grade every year. So as we brought on kindergarten in this second year of Grace Baptist Academy, going into our third year, into our fall semester, we will bring on first grade. So we want you to know about that opportunity. Registration will begin at the 1st of April. And uh, you can go on our website, find out more about Grace Baptist Academy and how Grace Baptist Academy might just be the choice for your child's education. If you want uh, Christian education, uh, great teachers, great um, academic uh, excellence, if, if, you're, if this is what you're looking for, and most of all, consistency in the school year, we've at a low cost to you. And uh, I'll go ahead and let you know that our tuition for our upcoming 2021, or I'm sorry, 2021-22 school year is going to be $5,300. That's all inclusive. So everything from uniforms to everything your child needs is in a one-stop financial package. So if you wanted to know more about that, please go to our website at www.gbcspringfield.org and click on the Grace Baptist Academy tab and it'll navigate you to everything you need. I hope to see your student in August of 2021. Again, we're exploring this question. I left you with the challenge, and that is that we've got to study the Word of God, not just read it, but but really get insight to it. Brother David, give us some thoughts on this question and, and how it all ties together. Well, when we read the Bible, it's a, it should be a conversation because uh, we're trying to understand God's Word and God's will, but it's being illuminated through the power of the Holy Spirit because we're believers in Jesus Christ. So whenever I come to a time in Scripture when I don't understand something, I tell the Lord, Lord, I don't understand this. Can you illuminate this in my life? 
and sometimes it's almost immediate. At other times, it takes it takes a long period of time talking to godly counsel, other believers, about what that is. But the Bible also encourages me as an individual that um, the value of meditating on God's word. In fact, in Psalm one, it says, "How blessed is the man." who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. So the the focus of my life as a believer is to be interacting with the word in such a way that I don't just read it and forget about it. That'd be one of those soils almost uh, in parables. But to uh, meditate on it, to seek the Lord, to allow His Holy Spirit to speak. Let the Word speak to itself. It, the Bible's a great illustrator of itself. And then to go from there. So when the Lord's talking about this generation, I believe that He's telling the storyline is, is taking place right there. That the kingdom of God is at hand. And um, this generation won't pass away because the kingdom of God, the the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ um, is is in the generation in which he was addressing. Well, that's good insight. So, yeah, in other words, you would say that Jesus' reference that this generation will not pass away is talking about the, the the really the beginning of the kingdom of God. They're seeing the kingdom of God, and as being a part of the kingdom of God, uh, they're promised eternal life. Is that absolutely okay, brother Derek? What are you? What are your thoughts? Um, so when I kind of looked through this, I I kind of interpret as in a sense this literal generation that they will uh, part of it saying that the generation is going to because this is the generation that sees the temple fall, that sees everything coming, and in a sense they kind of see the end. They see the end and the moving towards the true end. It's almost like a, I guess a snapshot of what's coming. And it's all happening right there in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is falling. Uh, the false prophets are coming. Everything is just falling apart. And Jesus is saying, y'all are going to see this. And it's, a, it's that snapshot of into the future. When I come back, it's going to be similar. It's going to be uh, a similar situation with the tribulation where everything is just awful and falling apart. But there's hope. And that's what he moves into later is he just get ready. I'm coming back. Be ready at all any time, because I can be coming. Okay. So what you're saying is what what you believe the interpretation is is that the generation that he's talking to are going to see some terrible things that equate to what it's going to look like when he returns in the future. Yeah. Okay. All right, brother Michael. So I want to reread and just go back. So think about what what are the things that Jesus said is going to precede what he calls the end. And and I believe that after the end, that the next thing that's on God's calendar is what? The new beginning? The new, the new beginning. His his second coming. Okay, so, so Jesus is saying these things have to happen. They have to occur before I come again. Well, what are those things? This is what it says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. And this gospel, what gospel? The fact that Jesus is going to die on a cross, he's going to be buried in a tomb, he's going to be raised again in three days. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So I read that, and in my mind, immediately goes to, 
well, when did that happen? And I've listened to a lot of people say, well, that, that's what we're waiting on. That's why we send missionaries. We're waiting on that to happen. Uh, I, I don't think so. I think it's already happened. This is what Acts chapter 2, verse 5 says. So they're, they're there. The Holy Spirit has came, descended, given the disciples this supernatural ability to speak. And, and here's what it describes as the people being there. And divided tongues of fire, this is Acts chapter 2, verse 3, divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, the disciples. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Here's the important part. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem devout men from every nation under heaven. I think the thing that Jesus is saying, listen, the next thing that has to happen before the end comes is that every nation has to hear the gospel. And has that happened? I think it happened in Acts chapter 2, verse 5, and Jesus is saying, you're going to see it. So I think he's talking to his disciples that are present, and his disciples were there before the end began, and they were there when the end began, if that makes sense. That's good. Uh, it, it, it makes it good. Whoa, brother Caleb. <laughs> well, uh, there's there's really two there's two ways you can interpret this, and how you and how let me put it this way: how you interpret this passage depends on how you approach it. So you can look at what Jesus says when he, this generation will not pass away, and that can be your time frame. Or you can look at all the events that happen and then try to interpret what does this generation mean. And uh, I, I I think that we ought to say we ought to look at this generation will not pass away. And then try to understand the other events. So I would hold to the view that uh, Jesus was talking about the people who were alive in Jerusalem at that time would see these things happening. Now, when I say that, let me also kind of double back because much of biblical prophecy uh, has a has a already kind of not yet perspective. So take an example of something like a well-known passage in Isaiah 7 where Isaiah prophesies that this virgin will be with child, and you'll call his name Emmanuel. Well, we know that that ultimately is fulfilled in Christ. That's what Matthew tells us. But in the context, Isaiah uh, seemed to also be referring to a child that would be born at that time, who would be a sign as far as the destruction with the, with the Assyrians coming. So there's something that happens then, but then there's also something that happens later, and they're referred to in the same terms. So I do think that what Jesus is referring to here is this generation of people alive at Jerusalem at that time would see these things. But also, uh, it would not surprise me at all if, if uh, God has worked things out in such a way that in this ultimate end of times, is the final last days right before Christ uh, returns a second time, that these things happen on a greater, more amplified scale. Well, that's good answer. I, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Y'all have given some great answers. And I'm going to talk and, uh, you know, give give my uh, theological viewpoint of this. But what I'm most proud of is the fact that I don't know. I think that we've done straight Bible talk. I don't know that we've talked about gas. I don't think that we've talked about burping. I don't think that we've talked about anything. So Can I'm, I tell you? I'm, I'm very proud. I'm so, very proud. Marshall what? is with us in the studio. And uh, Marshall has been extremely silent because if we're not talking about crystal and mm. we're not talking about chowder 
and we're not talking about you know. I mean, what was it? Gumbo. Oh, gumbo. gumbo. Yeah, gumbo. I forgot his cage. It's the same difference. So I mean, it's the same thing, right? Isn't uh, gumbo and chowder the same thing? No. I'm not a Cajun, and I'm offended by that statement. <laughs> no. I, I where the, what is chowder? It's like a it's soup. Pasta. Kind of, is it like cream? Is it almost like it's creamy white. soup? It's white. It's like mm-hmm. creamy soup. And they put like clams Clam chowder. No, I do chowder. some clam chowder. It is good. I've never had it. Mm-hmm. Straight not, out the can. Straight, straight out the can. It's not, so, it's not anything out of the can. You've never had it if you're just eating it out of a I can, can really tell, like, we need to take a break because this thing's going to go downhill. Yep. yep. Somebody's, somebody's going to pass gas. I think it's Brother Derek. I think, I think. From I'm the ready. Chowder. Chowder. <laughs> so, anyway. But great insight. Let's take a break and then let's talk about. I mean, let's talk about what it means. Uh, and we've heard you, you guys have got great insight to that. But why it's important. You're listening to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about our church or any of its affiliates, please go online to www.gbcspringfield.org or simply write to us via email at podcast at gbcspringfield.org. We'd love to hear from you. Let's continue now listening as our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests continue to give biblical insight to your toughest theological questions. Okay, uh, so we're back, and we're looking at this passage of Scripture. Brother Caleb gave a great insight to this just a moment ago, so I want to piggyback on that. So I'm a little bit ADHD, but Caleb, I think you did a great job talking about prophecy almost having like a, like a now and later effect. And the entire time that you were talking, man, I'm, I kind of checked out. I was thinking about now and later. Y'all know those candies and you eat them. <laughs> oh, and yeah. they're like, it, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a hard taffy. Yes. But but you get it now and you get some more I later. I have never you know heard of saying? now and later. It's yeah. because it's like it, it literally seizes to your molars. Yes. You do not. And you can't dissolve it. Yeah. You just have to suck it. I I like gonna, I'm just going to tell you that, that <laughs> you cannot eat that. Because when yeah. I got the report of you going to the dentist, and you called and said, I said, how'd your dental uh, visit go? You said, well, I only had seven cavities. <laughs> I, I, you know, you don't need it. No, I, I don't you need you could eat a hundred. If you will agree to eat a hundred, I will unwrap every one of them suckers, which is way more work than no, eating. I don't, now, to, I don't like eating. Now and later, it tastes like an hour into one dream. Yeah, they pass them out. That's how they made their money. Exactly. They give them out at Halloween. Pulling out fillings. Yeah, after 100, you're having dentures after that. Like, it's just done. No, but I like that. I like that, though, about the prophecy about, you know, it's going to be true now, and it's going to be true, and it's going to be true later. Almost like a foreshadowing. Yeah, and that's not all prophecy, but some. I think some, and I I think that this is an example of one of those. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, guys, I want to talk about, uh, you know, and give a theological viewpoint of this, but also I want to talk about why it's important. So first... Uh, you guys got a uh, great insight to that. I think about it a little, little differently, honestly. When I think about this passage and when he's saying, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away, I believe the this in, the, in, in reference to the generation is talking about the generation that's alive when these birth pains begin. Mm. So I, I think when he's when he's making reference, truly I say to you, this generation, he's not talking about the present generation. 
He's talking about the future generation that begins to experience these birth pains and the fact, and he's referenced how quickly that it's going to come to an end. Once it starts, it's a perpetual motion to the end. There will not be a break. And he's saying, this generation, again, uh, if you'll let me do Freeman translation, this generation that's alive and functioning when the birth pains of the end times begins, they will not pass away. They're going to see it all. It's going to happen and unfold so rapidly. In a so generation. I, yeah. So, I, 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 so it has nothing to do with that generation, per se, being alive. It's just the time frame of what. So so we would say it's going to happen within the millennial generation. Sure. Within, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Sure. So once it starts, and I, I think the reference is the fact that how, how quickly. He moves on to talk about how swiftly things are coming. Like he's coming like a thief in the night. So. Uh, and no one knows the day nor the hour, but these are the signs of the times. All of this is unfolded, and I think he's saying when he's referencing this generation, it's not the current one. He, he wasn't talking to the disciples. He wasn't talking about that generation, even though y'all gave great insight to how that could fit. I believe that he's talking about the future generation that once this ball begins, the ball will continue to roll. And it will be in a lifetime that everything will be wrapped. A generation. Up. And, you think in forty years as a generation? I, I, I would say forty years. I, mm-hmm. I think that once it starts. Um, okay. You, Let me think, ask you a question. Do you think we're in that generation? Are we within forty years? Are we seeing God move toward toward a? Uh, we don't know the day or the hour. No. But we certainly can see the signs of the times. So, again, I would not dare to put uh, time frames and, and things because, one, the Bible tells us not to. He says just be on watch, be on guard. Live our lives as though every day. And, and we do know this. In, in my theological viewpoint, because I'm pre-millennial, pre-tribulational in my eschatology. Y'all like that? I mean, that, that just, come on. That's a million-dollar so, word. I mean, sir. what does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, that this is literally what that means uh, uh, on a very easy scale. I believe that the rapture is the very next event on God's calendar. So the rapture could occur at any moment. What is the rapture? What's the difference between the rapture and the second coming? Rapture is Jesus is coming, not all the way to earth. He's coming in the clouds to call his church home. Okay, so those of us who are saved, he's coming to get us. Rapturo comes from the Latin word and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, caught up, rapturo. That's where we get the word rapture. So that's the next event. That could happen at any moment. There's no reason why in this moment, today, right now, tomorrow, next week, next year, nothing else has to say. That is the very next event, and the rapture could take place. And then that begins to usher in the seven-year unfolding of judgment, that, that will bring in the millennial kingdom. So that starts. So the Bible tells us to live, okay, and I'm making Freeman translation of this, but basically to live on God, that Jesus could come at any moment. Yes. And so uh, that's why it's not healthy to make predictions. And, you know, we don't know the day nor the hour. Could we be living in the generation? Certainly there are, there are signs of these times. Jesus said, such as in the days of Noah, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. I don't know if y'all have ever read Genesis chapter 5. Hopefully you have, okay? 
But Genesis chapter 5 and 6 and, and what took place in Noah and the flood and why God, God said, and we talked about this in a previous podcast, he was even sorry that he made mankind. On the earth. Yeah, I, I, I wonder, does, is this what God thinks about this generation? If I was God, this is what I would think about our generation. It's terrible. I mean, look outside. And I love our country. There's nobody more patriotic in, 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 in this room than me. I love America. I mean, it's not, you know if you're patriotic when you don't call it America. You know, that's what foreign nations call us, America. But we're Americans, you know, and I love our, our country. But this, this thing is terrible. And, and, you know, our country has lost uh, a foundation of even a semblance of understanding uh, our motto. Our motto that was adopted in uh, 1950, In God We Trust. They're, they're, we, that's the, our nation's motto. Mm. And we're probably now further away from God as a nation than, than we have ever been and probably than any country before us. Has been. That's a pretty. That's a. Pretty that's a strong, bold. That's a strong that's statement. A strong we certainly statement. resemble Rome. Uh, and so, with that being said, David, I don't know that I would uh, begin to put a date and time, but certainly we can know this: that every day we wake up, we're one day closer to Jesus coming back. That's what Paul said. Yeah, that's a true statement. So, in that, we ought to live as though He's coming today. And I wouldn't say. I wouldn't dare say a date, but a generation um, is a 40-year period of time, roughly. But it does encourage us all to, we need to live in the expectancy of the imminent return of Jesus Christ. And I think it would inform our, our lifestyle. It would inform our actions uh, if we would daily meditate. It could be today. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. So with that being said, let's let that be our closing thoughts. And I've, uh, I'm, again, I'm proud of you guys for staying on track. But here's what I want to tell uh, those of you who are listening. Jesus is coming again. Yeah. He's coming again. And we can uh, talk about what this generation means uh, when he said in Matthew chapter 24. But I promise you this. He's returning. And there'll be a generation that experiences the judgment and the wrath of God because of their rejection of his son, Jesus. I don't want you to be a part of that generation. So if you want to know more about having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, I want you to get in touch with us. We have nothing better to do. We have a lot to do, but we have nothing better to do than to help you find a relationship with Jesus or foster a, a renewed fellowship with him. We'll, we will talk with you. So listen to the outro today, and it will tell you how to get in touch with us. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all that you do and allowing us to, to talk about the Bible and anything else that Brother Caleb tends to want to talk about or uh, tends to give us discussion about. Marshall, thank you for joining us in the studio for the last couple of episodes. Hey, will you come back? Sure. All right. Well, we talk want about you some to. chowder? Hey, can <laughs> next time we come uh, can and, and you're in the uh, studio with us, will you make us some chowder? 
No. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll make you something that just won't be child. I want jambalaya. Is what I want. Okay, we can. The next time Ooh, I'm yeah. Buddha, the next time I'm invited, I will bring you Buddha and jambalaya to test Ooh, on oh, air. Good on Lord. air, a live taste test. How about red beans and rice? That's like your go-to though. That's all Miss you Allison's. eat that I cook. That's my that's my staple, man. That's my that's staple. <laughs> when I'm in New Orleans, all I eat the entire time red bean three meals a day: red beans and rice. <laughs> And then beignets for dessert. And beignets are deadly. Yes. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks, uh, Marcia. Thank you all you guys for uh, your biblical help. And uh, until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. Please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening, and until next time, may God bless you.